Yo, so welcome to the Stephen Story podcast, um, where I share my testimony, my story, in small stories. This week, I got none other on the show with me, uh, the infamous Herbert Zeal Smyer, <laughs> and I got everybody's favorite. Uh, <laughs> you know him, you love him. He done probably he done cut your kids, your, your hair, your son's hair. He done probably changed an alternator or two in your car. Um, <laughs> he's preached at your church. He sang at your church. <laughs> he ain't prayed at all that. Somewhere uh, down the line. He's prayed for one of your sons. Um, <laughs> another other than Formerly known as Reverend Ricardo, um, Ricardo Chapman, now known as Brother Rick. Yo, yo. What's up? I like, I was telling, I'm just going to go into me in that mode now. I'm so geeked for this episode. So, this week on my podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the highlights, probably not one of the best moments of my entire life. Second to, uh, first was my, you know, Raina, but then y'all. Well, before all that, God, Raina, transformation tour. We're going to talk about the transformation tour. Man, I can't wait to talk to your mama. Tell her mm-hmm. how she didn't make it. <laughs> she didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Not it's not like that. Yeah. I can't too late wait now. to tell her. Yeah, too late. No, my mom, my mom is the best woman of my life, but the best moment of my, one of my best moments of my life was definitely the transformation tour. He tried to um, clean it up, Herb. He didn't mm-hmm. do a good job, but he tried. It's all right. <laughs> but why do I have y'all as friends? But anyway, <laughs> so like y'all supposed to help a brother when he low. <laughs> like, like restore bro. No, we anyway, kick no. you when you down so you know not to get down there no more. <laughs> you of all people should know that has not worked in the, 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 the history of our friendships yeah, so know. anyway no, if you kick me down when I'm down I'm just going to dig deeper <laughs> well if I go low enough he'll stop kicking me <laughs> crazy but no yeah, so we're going we gonna to let everybody in on you know the transformation tour um, it was coming on the cusp of you know Initially, you know, I, I was an up and coming poet. Now we all know that there, there wasn't that many or any poets at all. No, there was. I take that back. There was a brother named Storm. I wasn't here yet. Yes, you were. I, you just probably okay. I probably didn't know. Yeah. So there were a couple poets, but uh, like, and and anybody that was on ISU's campus. Um. So like. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we first met. Uh, these gentlemen that I have are not only just dudes that I've done life with and done the arts with, but these are my best friends. Love these guys. They've held me accountable. They know the good, the bad, and the ugly about me. So I just want to talk a little bit going in. Like, how did we first meet? Does anybody remember? Maybe we're probably remember. Got a different story. Oh, yeah, I remember. How could I forget? Right, why we... Sicily, <laughs> 1972. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <For being afraid. laughs> 
I remember, yeah, buddy, Christ Fellowship Church, expressions of praise. Stephen walks in with his extra small shirt on, on his extra yep. large body. That's kind of how my, my story is going, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shirt so tight you can see his nipples, pants so tight you can count the change in his pocket. I remember. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not how I thought this was gonna, you know, start That's off. I met him too. He had the, uh, the the tight shirt on. Yeah. And then my wife asked, <laughs> "Well, well, yeah, he had the." What? <laughs> <Right now? laughs> he asked, "What? You have never shared this so, with me, so go ahead, and put it out there." So brother. yeah, so he saw him on stage. But wait, yo, wait, all right, you finish yours, and I, I got mine. But it starts ours. Yeah, it starts the same way. A tight shirt. Go ahead. So, <laughs> expressions of praise, Sicily, 1962, right? Um, okay. At Christ Fellowship, which I was the associate at at the time, I met him because I was back there working the soundboard. And I wasn't staying that night. I ended up leaving, but I wanted to make sure that the sound was working for him. I think I ended up coming back, but I wanted to make sure that the sound was working for him. So as I was back there working on the sound, that's when he walked in. Him and some other guy who... Never mind. Him and some other guy. And um, <laughs> that's when the first thing I noticed was the tight shirt. That two little shirt. The one that came down to his navel. Let me tell you how long that, that two little shirt kept me single. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was killing the game. <laughs> oh, you was killing something, all right? You was killing your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had no fashion sense back then no, you at all. Did not. I wore the same. I used to wear the same outfit all the time. It, it was. You remember that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air when the dude said, "You know, man, I've been held back in the tenth grade three years in a row." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, I'm on a grade that life. I stick with it." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like that. I'm like, you know what? I found an outfit I like. I stick with it. <laughs> yeah, that seemed about right because you had it since the seventh grade. That shirt. <laughs> I, I thought it was a Darion shirt. Uh, <laughs> the, the it was tight. Darion shirt hurt. <laughs> this, but he came in. What is a Darion? That's Beyonce. I th- <laughs> you thought I was a model, was Beyonce? Because like, well, uh, that was no, trying to Beyonce, Beyonce don't make men's make... clothes. Well, that's what I thought at the time when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, Beyonce make men's clothing. I didn't know that. That's what's up. <laughs> but yeah, I saw the same place, Christ Fellowship. It was expressions of praise. And uh and uh I was I was doing a mic check. And then he came in. Oh, what what was the dude's name? I forgot. But he came with another fella. And our DJ, uh, DJ Three Dub, was there. I think that night, or what? No, he was not. He was not. He was not. No. So, and then, uh, so he called me uh, doing the sound check. And so when I met him, though, and uh, he he had he was on that night. So he did a spoken word. I was like, man, this dude's pretty dope, man. I was, I, yeah, I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then my, this one, my wife has like, man, this shirt kind of tight. But it's like he's good though. He's he's good. That's what, that's what yeah, your wife like, said. Like, small, but he's good. Like, all right, yeah, he is good. <laughs> and then we uh chopped it up. Then I gave him my single name. You know, he gave it over to uh to the DJ then. Yeah, then that was 
So yeah, then he shot to him. And then that's how it ended up being Steven at, at an event, expressing some praise. Herb, let me tell you something, bro. When I first heard you, not I, I think I told you this before. Your sound kind of like sounded a little bit like Ken Jones a little that bit. That was that was that was dope at the time because I was uh because I was still new. Yeah, I just moved here. I think that was my first spring because it just got on. That was my first spring. As soon as uh-huh. spring hit, we were doing something. Right. Yeah, when I heard you, I walked in the door and I heard you. I was like, man, this sounds like Ken Jones. I thought it was to be <laughs> Rick. When I first heard his song playing, I, I honestly thought it was like somebody playing a playlist. <laughs> I didn't know it was him doing sound check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that song was dope, man. So then he's like, and then Herb got a little ego going on when I said it. Just a little bit. He said, man, you think I sound like him? He's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 so we all met that night. Um, you know, I was I was on the mic doing poetry. I think I met Rick like a week or so later after that. And he said, "Oh yeah, I saw, yeah that boy." I said, "That boy got some word in because you know Rick like eighty five. <laughs> so yeah, that boy got some word in <laughs> So, so that's kind of how we first met. Um, and I think we we what would happen was Javon would put on events or local churches would put on events, and somehow or another we always managed to be on the plat this <laughs> the flyer together. Mm-hmm. So, because really at the time it was really think, only us. Well, really Javon was really the main person throwing things. Then I didn't know anybody yeah. else doing it. Then if it wasn't shout him, out to Javon, yeah, shout, shout out to Javon it, Martin. Yeah, yes, if it that's wasn't the him, then it was us. And then every now and again, and you'll have a, a couple of pastors that would do something. But mainly that was it. Yeah, yeah. My first, my first performance performing in Bloomington. Um, this is back in the day when I used to wear hats over my eyes when I'd be on stage because I was so nervous and had stage you had fright. Lying eyes, um, you was... didn't want nobody to see your eyes. <laughs> okay, shut up, old man. So <laughs> but it was expressions of praise. I think it was season the very first season of EXP TV. Mm. And that's when we were at what's the that castle the castle mm. downtown. Castle Theater downtown, and um, I that so Javon was Javon was is so was so pivotal in my poetry mm-hmm. career. Um, so pivotal, like he he always do events. Um, he he was very supportive of Stephen and you know all that, and we'll get to some more of that later. But so we all kind of was on the same, always on the same. We always. Ended up on the flyer together. Either it was me and Herb on the flyer, or me, Herb, and Rick on the flyer, or me and Rick on the flyer. And um, and some of them flyers I was jealous of that I wasn't on. We ain't gonna <laughs> talk about that. But <laughs> so then it was like I just got the thought one day, man, what if we toured together? And it would be something different from Bloomington. You, me, from a Christian artist standpoint. It wasn't done like that at that point. You know, me and you, someone that did poet, spoken word, someone that rap, and um, someone that rap and sang, like CeeLo mm-hmm. Green. But anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so um, 
so let's talk a little bit about how we all got started in our in our craft. Like 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 Ricardo, how did you get started? I know you probably like you know doing solos at funerals or something like that. Well, solos at funerals. It all started in Sicily, nineteen sixty two. This Negro. <laughs> What I told you, eighty five. How you pull Golden Girls? This, this, this is all happening. Oh, this, nigga, this brother is probably watching Sam and Son right now. I would actually love to be watching it right now. I'm sitting in front of my computer. I might just turn it on. Y'all hear random laughing out of nowhere. Or no, so Rick, how'd you get started, man, in the arts? Right. In the, uh, so in for me, man, I started at a very, very young age. Uh, to be honest, I think I wrote my first song when I was like 12 years old. Um, mm. But it, what the way it okay. all started for me, though, is um, I was in the children's choir at church, my home church, long, long time ago, Sicily, 1962. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my uncle was over the uh, children's choir, and uh, we were getting, we were rehearsing for a song. And he asked my cousin, y'all know I got a bad memory, but for some reason, this story I never forget. But he asked my little cousin, uh, not very little, a couple years younger than me, his daughter, um, to lead a song. So as she was leading, I kind of did my Tina Turner thing, right? You remember on uh, What's Love Got to Do With It, how she was singing at the church, they had to escort her up out of there? Mm-hmm. So as my little cousin was singing, oh, I was wow. like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what? What happened? So I'm supposed to be singing the choir part. I just start take over singing the lead part, and I was messing around with it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, y'all about to hear me today? Yeah, man. So I just felt like I want to sing for once. But I didn't think I was any good. I just was like, I'm just going to do it. So he stopped rehearsal because he used to have rehearsal at his house. So we stopped rehearsal. Um, first of all, let me clear up just a few things. You know, you can't have rehearsal at everybody's house, but the only kids that was in rehearsal was his uh, his nieces, nephews, and his own children. So that's why he was able to do it at home. Anyway, so he stopped rehearsal. And he was like, you come up here and sing the part since you want to sing so bad. And I was like, huh, say less. Y'all know how mm-hmm. to say that now. I just figured that one out. Say less. <laughs> so I got up there and I started to sing. And next thing I know, he was like, you singing at church on Sunday. And that's how it all started. First time I sang at church, I started crying and ran out to church. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was a, a full-on... I'm just getting a picture of somebody saying, Jesus, I love. Man, screw this. I was a full-on sucker back then. You like that little boy on that camera on stage. He said, I'm tired of this church. I was embarrassed. But what it was is nobody up to that point had heard me sing. Like, I don't know if my mom ever heard me sing. I wasn't sure I was singing around the house or nothing like that at the time. I loved music. My whole family is into music, but I don't really think I was trying to sing at that time. And mm-hmm. when I got up there and started leading the song, everybody was smiling and laughing. And I thought they was laughing at me, but they was laughing because they were so surprised how well I was doing. Ooh, I thought them niggas was laughing at me. 
I dropped oh. the microphone and flew out of that church. They're all gonna laugh at you. Dang. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> and ever since and then the rest then, of sister. I made it my business to make sure nobody will be able to laugh at me again when I do music. So you started studying CeeLo <laughs> Green. <laughs> he said, I'm going to be a background for CeeLo one day. Back yes, then, I am. CeeLo was a rapper. He wasn't really singing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was part about the fight. As we transition, as we transition, so... To rapping, Herb, how did you get started? I started. I was, I was in my college dorm, uh, and I used to go to a lot of these events that my brother-in-law used to throw. He used to have his own Christian club back when Christian clubs weren't that popular. Um, but it was actually kind of done right. It was actually looking pretty good. But um, I used to go see all these people hang out with all these rappers, like, and I was in my dorm. So like, you know what, man, I'm about to rap. I'm going to write a rap, and I think it was called uh, My Love to Love. <laughs> my Love, oh, something like that. And I wrote my first rap. I had no idea what bars were or verses or. And that oh, rap should have been yeah, called Wet was... Tissue. Let us, like, 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 let, let us see your first I don't verse. remember it. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what it even sound like now, but it was, it was, it was. Man, if that nigga, if that brother could remember that. It was, uh, uh, it was horrible, man. It was, you know, it was my first write, so I was writing. So eventually, I kept writing, and then I ran to my boy Dom, and you know, he was rapping. So I ran and past him a little bit, and then there was this uh, studio he took me to in in Oakland. So it was called for Youth Uprising. It was called, and we would go there. They had free studio time. He had about like maybe an hour uh, to record something. So he took me by and re-recorded our. Uh, well, my first time being in the studio, I recorded something and actually sound decent, like for the first time after I ran it past everybody. I didn't know how many uh, verses uh, or I didn't know how many bars it was for a verse. I didn't know how many hooks. I mean, not how many hooks. Uh, yeah. How many uh, bars w- were for a hook? I just was writing something out. So he taught me that. And eventually I just kept practicing and then it turned out good. I, and I feel like that's something that that God gave me. Because um, then it, was, it always shocks me that people invite me somewhere to rap because I did, never grew up rapping. Uh, I don't even, I think I had a desire, but never really thought about it. So it was just always weird. Do you, do you feel like it was because like a lot of people weren't exposed to Christian rap at the time? Were you doing Christian, Christian rap or rap you just rap? I was, I was already saying so. But yeah, so it was weird that people was inviting me to do something. And then I started going around to a lot of youth events, and um, and yeah, you know, I had cut an album. Uh, my first album was called Reality. Yeah, I cut that in 2010, and then I cut the second one, Living, which is in 2015. So it's been a while, but I did a lot of features though. I did a lot of features now. I haven't cut a full album, but yeah, that's how I got started. I was just in my dorm. Speakers. Break off in these speakers. Oh, yeah. Can you I do these speakers? I'm sorry. So we had uh, the 75th floor, and that was dope. That was a good album. So fun fact for those listening, and maybe Ricardo, maybe you remember this. So you know KB's oh, man. You're gonna bring that beat up. for Zone Out? Uh-huh. 
That was originally Herbert's. Yeah, yeah, we had that uh, be first because uh, I'm not going to name drop the producer because the way the story went. But uh, I think he asked the (laughs) person of our group, he asked them, could he, and I might have this wrong, but I don't know. But he asked, can he sell it? Right, because we I don't think we had paid for it, but he asked, could he shop it around? And then, well, the person who sh- he shopped it around to was KB, and then you heard Zone Out. But we had that it was called uh, We, uh, we the Remnant, uh, the Remnant. So that was kind of like our anthem to the album, and it was actually really, it was really dope. So it was really good. Dope. But then Zone Out for anyone body that wants to be in the industry, yeah. If you don't, yep. make all your payments on your beats. <laughs> Somebody's gonna jack them. That's the thing. Like he didn't even know that anybody else had it, but since he, I guess, was able to pay for it, and obviously you're in the industry, so you're able to copyright and everything else. Like that was that. Wow. Well, my turn. Hold on, hold on. Uh, on, I actually got started doing. You asked us. You got to give us the opportunity to ask you this, man. Everything in DCC and in order. Now we don't even want to ask you, Herb. What else you want to talk about? I'm sorry. I, I thought this was my podcast, what else but you want to I didn't. Talk about? Okay. You just ruined it. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's let brother have it. Go ahead, brother. Stephen, how'd you get started? No, so is it not? So, but no, no, it's not oh, somebody has oh, to oh, ask. Stephen, how did you get started? Dang it, Herb. I was just going to sit here in silence until it got awkward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I knew you was. I was waiting for it. That's how I know you guys so good. I was like, one of these dudes, they're going to just sit there for like 10 minutes. I, I thought <laughs> about it too. It was like a, a, a I did. I was like, no, nah, this is a podcast. Let me just let, 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 let them crick his head. This is fine. No, so I got started. If if you listen to my first episode, my rise and fall, you kind of give it, uh, get a little bit of the backup of how I got started there. But I actually got started, um, I I would say by accident. But it, you know, God doesn't do anything by accident. Um, but I wasn't looking to be a poet. Like I wasn't. The first time I ever wrote a poem was I was trying to get this girl, like I was trying to uh, impress girls you. back in the day. So, I, so I, I would go to this website. I, I think it was like lovepoetry.com. So I would copy the poems from the website, but I would put my Ooh. name in <laughs> Right. So the, the humiliating aspect about that is one time I tried to impress a girl, and I don't know what she read on that poem, but she started laughing. And I was like, well, that... That's not the reaction I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, he said, "Oh yeah," and then to this day she'll she'll laugh at me. She's like, "Stephen, tell me about that time you was talking about taking love and putting it in your pocket." <laughs> you know what she was laughing at her? She was like, "Remember but he, no, man, he wrote um, it down and put his name on it, right?" She mm-hmm. was laughing because at the bottom of the page it said lovepoems.com. Wow. <laughs> 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 But anyway, no, what I would do is I would write it back down on paper. So I would I would write it, take strip it from the wherever I got it from, write it down on the notebook paper, and I would hand it to the girls. But yeah, so like but even then it was just, it wasn't something that like mm-hmm. I was ever intrigued by. I was I had more of a fascination for preaching. Um 
you know, I saw a young man, his name, uh, Shaman Scale. Okay. He's out there anyway. So, um, I had nothing, I, I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. Um, I saw him preach at the age, he was, he was ordained a minister at the age of 11. Yeah. And, but I mean, and you would ask that, like, how? Boy was anointed from as a kid to preach this thing. But for me, you know, I'm all, you know, for me, I, I sat back and I would watch how it was more so how the clout that he built. And, you know, he wasn't arrogant. He just had his gift. He could sing and preach and play the drums. So he just like a triple threat in the church. Um, but I always aspired to preach based upon seeing that. Um, but I just was, you know, I just wanted to get a little attention or whatever. Um, long story short, I got started in spoken word, really. Um, one of my, one of the elders from my church, from our sister church at the time, uh, was doing a open mic night for our New Year's Eve service slash testimony service, because that's what it became. <laughs> so um, we didn't really have artists and he didn't know nobody around town like that. So he started asking people from the church to do something, a little something, something. So, you know, I was kicking it with him and, you know, uh, some of the uh, other members from the church that day. And um, he was like, Stephen, why, why don't you do something? You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, I, I went, I went to the, I went to the, the, you know, the, the closet, you know what I'm saying? I went to my, my, my files, you know, and I put, I put out one of them old, a, po- uh, 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 a sermon that I was going to preach one day, but I, I, I changed it to be a poem. Um, and that poem was called oh. Embrace Your Haters. <laughs> um, it was Embrace whack. <laughs> but it was... <coughs> yeah, it was Embrace Your Haters. Um, um, and the way, and the way I used to close that pe- poem... The way I used to... Po- <laughs> the way I used to... Um, the way I used to uh, close that poem would be, if you're a hater out there and you see me and you can hear me, hear me loud and clearly, feel free mm. to hate on yeah, me. <laughs> yes, yes. Start at straight from Cat Williams. This, nigga, this brother been plagiarizing out here, but anyway, so no, that's how I got started. Um, I, I did it. It got. I was surprised by the reaction that it got because, but I think the reaction was more so they didn't ever see me in that space. Still didn't take it seriously. It wasn't until um, I got on to the singles conference and I did a poem at the last second, and then you know my uh, my godmother spread my name around a bit uh, to another church, and then it kind of just transformed from there um i think what really got me booming in bloomington though was javon we'll we'll get into that later but so um it just kind of it organically mm. kind of blew up out of nowhere it wasn't i'm out here trying to make a name for myself it was just you know word of mouth people heard me and like oh i want you to do this event oh i want you to do uh, my ministry launch and then i was like you know what let me do some stuff here in bloomington and then it, mm. the rest is history Literally, <laughs> so so we got how we so how did it, we got that out of the way? We all know each other's trap, uh, <laughs> trash, <laughs> craft. 
Um, I think the one unique thing about our our collective is Ricardo, who sings and raps. But I will tell you this: um, I I I appreciate your singing, Rick. But I I enjoy your rap a little Thank a you, lot brother. more. Hey, yeah. Even though Rick, even though her oh, thought you was hot yeah, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you already knew he was gonna bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> we was over some cat's house. I'm not gonna name drop. And we was her was just like, man, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. You hear this? <laughs> and her like, but 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 back in the day, Rick, I used to be defend your you know art. What I think and happened? so bad. Like this is what I, I think happened. You know, I think Stephen came off like, man, this is the best. This is it. I was like, okay, well, let's see. And then he sold it so hard. I was like, oh, man. Like, I, I guess I was waiting for You know what I'm saying? I, did, I haven't met him yet. I don't know who this guy. I was like, who is this guy? And then Herb used to always say the quality. I'm not saying he's a, he doesn't, he's not a good artist. I'm just and saying then we met, the quality. And then we met you know, Stephen is. Uh, I guess in fast forward, Stephen is. Uh, we all met, and then I think Ricardo just started getting a whole bunch more stuff. Because how many times did you move before you actually start setting up your studio? Um, twice. Yeah. Yep, and then he started building. Yep, and then I think right when Rick started building his studio up, and things started going on the up and up, I think that's when. Steven started talking about the tour because I know he called me at work. Oh, oh. He's like, man, I, I got this idea. I didn't know, or let me say it like this. <clears throat> I was under the impression that the tour was your idea, Herbert, until Steven corrected me last year. No, no, he called me. And I was like, yeah, man, that's not a good idea, but you're going to run with it. Like, <laughs> you can plan that. <laughs> like, that's. Right, he said. Like he said, man, I'm. I done hung up the shoes, man. Like I, I don't want to be all the like. Ah, man, you gonna have to do and this. I didn't and think I was he was like, serious. All right, cool, like, I thought I do it. It just was something it. that he just kind of wanted to just had an idea, and then I, I found out that he called you. I was like, oh, he's serious. Then he called me. Then he showed like, up at my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. Then so it was really. Uh, real deal, and so he, uh, yeah, let's have a meeting. Let's meet now. In Rick, didn't you say that Evelyn said the same thing to you, though? Your sister, somebody else outside of me, said something about us being on a tour together. Yeah, sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm here> <laughs> okay, whatever. So, <laughs> all, right, all right. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, that like I was like, man, I was seeing you, and I, I and I, uh, he had Herb had two hits that I mm-hmm. that I love to this day, greatest, mm-hmm. and I'm gone. And when I heard those two, I was like, man, it gave me those like um, Lecrae vibes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was like, man, we could do something together. So we we all kind of got together. We uh, we planned a tour. Um, yeah, we're waiting for you. Hello, can y'all hear me? Okay, we we planned a tour. 
We we would come over late sometimes. nights. Oh, sometimes man. I fall asleep. Hey, look, I got uh, so many pictures. Man, uh, me too, man. I got video. <laughs> what was we banging together to wake that nigga up that night? Or a pot? Yeah, <laughs> a pot. He's so doing our rehearsals. And I remember so. I remember to this day. I said, "Ooh, I." I, I, I want to not slap the yeah, dog he, snot he, out of you. He was so mad. <laughs> but, like, we would be up, right? Me and Rick would be up. And we, you know, going over our parts and we recording and we trying to rehearse. That's the, was, dude, we would be going to, like, 11 o'clock. He would go to sleep. Midnight like, sometimes. Like, Mid-rehearsal. Mid-rehearsal, too. Now, this is before, this is before <laughs> I had kids, I was right? Tired. I think the first one was before we had any kids. Uh-huh. And, and so I had more time. And this guy... On the couch, and he fresh with no kids. Like I'm, I'm at least married. Rick's married. This dude going to sleep. Like he think he done worked the twelve hour shift yes. and went home and fed five kids. <laughs> Came to us, and none of that happened. <laughs> none of that. It was, a, it was as single as can be, and he falling asleep. <laughs> Whoa! I was about to yeah, say I was, wasn't. man. I was, you know. <laughs> Like, I know I was. Like, he was as single as could be, and he was the first one to fall asleep. But I think a lot of those meetings was really productive. Um, just like I think pulling all that together, uh, you know, the poetry, the singing, and the rapping that Ricardo had, and then I rap. I think we put together uh, a nice package. So yeah, we was trying to see what was going to happen. Uh, so let's talk about opening. Night. Let's talk about before opening night. Let's talk about how Ricardo lit. What you say? I remember more than I do, but go ahead. What you just say? So I remember that. Remember that promo video that we had, the intro video. So I believe Ricardo stayed up to like four o'clock that morning. Yep. Making that That video. Long night. Is that right, Rick? We day up. Wait, that was the that was the night before opening night. <laughs> the day up. That was the no. That, yeah, that was the night before. So four o'clock in the morning, and you know four o'clock into the day to the de- opening yep. four o'clock into the day of opening night. That was a long process, man. I just knew that it needed to be done, and neither one of you niggas was gonna do it. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it at the time. No, you had all the uh, no. editing projects, <laughs> tools. But brother, I would have probably had one of the trailers from Transform- Transformers playing in the background y'all didn't have the equipment or the know-how. Right. That was what I did. I mm-hmm. mean, that was my profession. Cutting hair and doing yep, graphic right. design was my profession, so I had to get it done. So Rick was pretty much the. He was the flyer man. He was right. the graphic editor, the the producer, pastor, <laughs> pastor, um, <Bastard. laughs> all kind of stuff. Yeah, I wore many hats, but I will say this, man. Even though I wore many yeah, hats, whatever. He did. y'all brothers did make it a little easier on me because y'all was just as dedicated as I was. I mean, y'all know what it's like to deal yeah. with people who claim that they want to mm-hmm. do something, but you putting in so much work and you feel like you're doing it all by yourself. I never really had that problem with you, brother. So that's what made it a little easier for me to do what I was doing because I knew that I had y'all support. If it was necessary and y'all right. could do it, y'all would have did it too. Mm-hmm. You would have. See, I was like the visionary. 
Uh, Ricardo was the like, tour dad. Uh, you know, <laughs> the tour dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Herb just showed up. <laughs> Funny. That's Herb. Remember, you told me all early yeah, on. He said, man, I, I ain't doing nothing. Like, like, like. <laughs> you know, I go up here, get my little 15 minutes of fame. And then his yeah, exit stage good. right. Was, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I told it was 2014. Was it was six, and then I was forced to make more songs. Yep. For the tour. Before you know it, Kapow. You brand forced, new album. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you so, go. <laughs> recorded in Rick's studio. Right. So, so opening okay. night. Opening night um, was dope, but so but there were there were some uh, opening night was interesting because we at so we knew that you know we're doing a tour you know we we want to you know draw other people in so we reached out to some brothers some people to you know be I don't want to say opening acts but uh, other featured artists on on the tour yeah to help fill the night because we we amongst ourselves mm-hmm. we had to do 45 no, minutes. Oh, <laughs> not opening night. I had a full at the time. But one like of the things that hours, I was like, I better just stop singing. <laughs> we said we was gonna do 20 minutes each. You niggas got up there and did 10 minutes. I got up there and had 20 minutes worth of songs. Man, I know. No, I did a good 15 because you know my poems was long back then. I, I used to do eight, seven, eight, so eight poems back then. <laughs> by these uh, artists, yeah, and all these two-hour poems, genetic people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they were not two-hour poems. It was the genetics and Ezekiel, and I said, if this, these brothers and sisters out here yep. can write uh, eight, exactly seven, eight million poems, did. I can too. I had about. I was like I was. I, I was going to say I had about 10 of them. <laughs> but we, no, we I didn't. I only had like three. Two, and three. you know what? That first night, because um, we, I think we were all nervous about like, man, who going to show? Because wouldn't Todd Delaney here yep. too? He was, yeah. Todd Delaney was at yes. Media Refuge. He was at Center for, he was at uh, Media Refuge, yeah. So we was just like, but but there were people that also were promoting. Like once saying, they got they done with Todd Delaney, they was gonna come over and shoot over. After to that the was over, they actually came and and it was a packed hey, house. Our so first night, that, man. Our first night was standing room. Man, all. such good memories, man. Yeah. No seats left. Now, don't get me wrong. The church only helps yes. people, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know how hard it is to pack a room, man, to do a concert, man. You get like your. You get your mama, you get your aunties, uh, a couple of friends. It is. Even on... So here's the thing, though. The, the, right before the tour, I think we oh. had uh, the Back to the Basics tour. Where DJ... It was... Remember back... Oh, remember, yeah, I remember you, and There was a dude, these cats from it St. Was, Louis. Listen, that thing was... DJ B-Dub. Yeah. yeah. And they, and we it was, what, only like five, 12 people showed up? And we were three. You knew, knew? Anyway. Yep. Huh? Rick had to be there. He had to open up his church right. doors. And I right, so, so, yeah, so thinking of that, like, man, don't nobody support concerts here. Nobody, uh, nobody supports rap. They like musicals. And then I think that night proves us wrong. Yeah, we did. It was something different. It was something new for Bloomington. So, um, so we, we told all the opening acts, hey, look, 
15, 20 minutes, we invited this choir to come out. And we told no them, worship songs. hey, uh, we want you to do upbeat. We want to do upbeat music. Like I, and I said, like Travis Green, at the time, like upbeat. I want up, upbeat, like you know Travis Green, Ty Tribbett, and they're like, oh yeah, okay. And we we want you to do like fifteen minutes, fifteen seventeen minutes. They're like, all right, cool. Night of the event, they do a little. The the first opening number was decent. But then when you start calling on the Holy of Holies at the rap concert. Now, I'm not against the Holy of Holies. Yeah, they But that wasn't the the yeah. the, the vibe. Yeah. It went straight. It was the vibe nor the energy we wanted that night. He's like, "And God, we're going to give you a praise, Lord Jesus, and come on in the room, love." And then he sang a song. Then it was up there for sure? 45, no, 40 minutes. Yes. I count. No, I'm sorry. Let me. Tell, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Mm-hmm. We said 15. They were up there for 27. Listen, let's just get something understood. Yeah, it was up there for 27 minutes. Job to get the opening acts. Every time Stephen got acquired to do an opening act, they went in full on worship before we got up there. Rapping. They want to go in. <laughs> Listen, because they always had like a single that they just nah, came out with. We, <laughs> they want to that was definitely your fault. And I'm about to tell you why. That's not my fault. It's not, it's um, not Travis Green, the king of worship music right now. And yeah, this nigga told is. him to do Travis Green type music. You should have sent them examples. The, Travis Green is a worship monster. And you told them Travis Green, they said, oh, yeah, we about to turn this party out. Like, yeah, we got that. We could do Travis yeah. Green. <laughs> <laughs> we about to turn this church out. There ain't gonna be no rap concert after we get done Riverdale. up in here. I was like, dude, you have got to be kidding me. Oh man, Riverdale. Yeah, we'll get to that. But anyway, so they we we got on whatever. That's when we had issues about our order because initially it was like, okay. You know, Stephen, and this is when this was when we we were experimenting with the idea. Uh, there, there was a need for me to rap or do poetry behind beats, and I was like, I don't do poetry behind beats. I only do that for albums. And they're like, No, man, could you imagine you up there do, just doing poetry and whatnot? And then we try to come in after you with our rap songs. Um, and I was just like, but anyway, we 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 experimented the beats. People thought I was gonna get up there and rap initially. No, but I think it was good. <laughs> but, they, but anyway, we, we it was it was alright. So opening night was was like for me a definite success. But before we get into talking about like the opening night, we got to talk about we had to have a DJ. We said we're gonna have to have a DJ for the tour, and there was only one person in my mind that was gonna. I I didn't want nobody else. I wanted the Water Walking Warrior, DJ, 3W, mm-hmm. Brian Coachall. Exactly. There was nobody else. And Brian, Brian, ah, oh, 3W, ah, oh, he was so dope. Um, So we had our DJ, we had we our host. From, Who was our uh, host again? Venue Venue, right? I think it was Javon. We did. No, the first opening Javon. night was... um. Bishop Smith. The first night? The very first night. It was not. It was Javon, bro. 
Okay. It was not. I didn't it was Bishop Smith. The first opener. Because remember Yank Yank? Right. So if we go back to remember we got a video out on YouTube right now, the one that you know Herb got cut out at the end. He did one, song. <laughs> but no, um, it, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, I remember yeah, him yeah, on opening right, night. It was because, uh, the, uh, I, I think Brian was the one that introduced that us to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. down deep. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he used to have the thing. Amen. Amen. Yang Yang, <laughs> man, he don't even know what Yang what Yang. What I don't know what Yang Yang meant, but uh, <laughs> it was the best thing ever. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, open night, opening night was dope. So that I, you know, in my mind, I was always a numbers person. So I, I'm looking at like, you know, uh, the pot of house. I need, I want that type of turnout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But no, so night one was a success, and we had other cities that we were going to. So <laughs> I want to talk about um, there's two stops specifically that I want to talk about. And <laughs> I want to talk about Riverdale. I want to talk about how Ricardo said, like when we got there, you, mind you, we they we reached out to them and let them to, to use their venue. They said yes. But it, it seemed like the pastor's, the pastor's daughter said, had an yes, attitude with us said, the entire no, no, no. time from the second we got there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was me at first uh, of her acting funky, but then Rick, we all in the change the the train the changing room in the back of the church, and Ricardo just walks in the room. He said, "Man, I don't know about y'all, but man, I'm starting mm. to really get real vexed in my spirit." <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know what that meant, but I'm like, man, that's serious. That's how serious. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want us there. She didn't want none of the people that came there. She did not want us there. She wanted that church to burn. She wanted to walk up to the front of that church. She didn't want her own church members there. I'm tired. It's church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... Time, my mom, I'm telling all of y'all, you, you funny at the saints, but no. So that was dope. Um, that um, hold on, hold on, we, we came out, we did, we did, we did the thing out there in Riverdale. The by time we um, done, there wasn't too much, he was just as excited oh. as everybody else that was in there. I was just about to say that, yeah, but I was just about to say that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she turned around, she sure was, yeah, she, she was like, she was, all, she was a whole new creature. <laughs> like, like, stop. <laughs> I think I just yeah, I think that just shows the effect they had because I mean we had quality stuff and we put on quality stuff, you know, uh shows what we had. And yeah, man. Yeah, so we she did turn around, it turned out to be a good a good a, a dope night, one of the mm-hmm. the highest paying nights we ever had of the tour. <laughs> Yeah, uh, shout buddy, out to nope. But anyway, so <laughs> so let so I did <laughs> so the next stop was a back to school event in Peoria, Illinois. 
So let's 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 talk about this. You no, know, shout out to the sister that invited us out. We appreciate you. We love you. But one of the things that you know we we we've learned at these events that we do is that please don't put us last, especially at these church yeah, events, because by the time you get to the end of it, um, ah, it's, it's just right. So we go to this back to school event. So you guys mm-hmm. tell me what you remember, because I remember everything. <laughs> um, but from my perspective, we we asked, hey, let put us in the middle. Just don't put us in the end. On the brochure, it had us in the middle. I don't know what happened. You know how you go to events? You guys have been there where you come in mm-hmm. and they want to get everybody else in front of you? Yep. Even though you got your spot on the program? So what up? So whatever. We asked him not to do that, but you know, we ended up being kind of last. So uh-huh. we kept looking at each other like, man, like what 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 the what's the deal? Like and the church was packed. Like to give you guys an idea of how big this church was, it was like good four, five hundred people up in, in this church. Packed out. It was like they had people from all different cities there. Blase, blase, blase. It was it was packed packed out. They had cops there from the city. That it was dope. So we finally get on stage. Um, they put our intro video. We go back there, and um, mm-hmm. you would have thought, based upon how these kids reacted, that we was like triply or something. Like we was known, but they were so hyped. Because I guess, you know, the youth like rap. So they were just so dope. So intro music hit. We got out there, work out, work out. And they were just on fire. But <laughs> I guess I was the lame duck because there was a girl from that crowd <laughs> that stared at me like, who is this lame? <laughs> She gave me that. You know how you, you get that look like, you know, I've been told I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boo. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a little bit too loud for my, for, for my, for my boo thing. Sorry, boo. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're, definitely keep, we're definitely keeping this in the podcast. But anyway, so anyway, she looked at me like I wasn't nothing. No, like I, I wasn't where two dead flies smashed. <laughs> and I all I, I I, I, I tried to recover from anyway, that look she gave me all night, but I just couldn't. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if he was about to say this, but the parents are grabbing their kids like, let's go. Let's go get our backpack. Right, hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. Uh, yes, I, I am. don't get to join this conversation because he had a crowd when he performed. <laughs> I feel disrespected. Her, this ain't your conversation. You wait till the next stop, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> jumping with her was Herb, you did. You was the only it one that like, had a crowd. Oh by the time I got up, dude, by the time I got up there, it was only it was only uh um yeah it was only Joshua Cooper and one accord in the audience and Mallory. By the time I got up there, it was only two rows row of people, people out of five hundred people. people. Everybody could have fit on the same seat by the time I got up there. Man, <laughs> so here was the so here's what I remember. 
it was her herb went first out of all of us that that day so as herb is up there i guess somehow or another i it, it was like in droves like i, I it, it was it was better for our our you know our identity our ego because people were grabbing the gold. I can only imagine how her. <laughs> her was they, the they started back. giving out the backpacks right when we got up. That's when they started giving. Yeah, they started giving out the backpacks. That's what it was, and that's what it was. They started mm-hmm. handing out the back the stuff that the people came there for. That's the only reason why they stayed that long, so they can get their free back to school stuff. And you handed out while we're performing. So all these people that was coming from these different cities, choirs, praise dancers, and all this Listen, singing groups, they was getting their crew while he's performing yeah. on the front row. Like yeah. I, I, I was watching this, parents grab their kids from, from the front of that altar and say, "Come on, let's go." Me, you and her were three. Damn. Remember when we left? The only people that was left was the people locking up the building. Yep. That's... Yes. So I remember when her got off the stage. Her got off the stage. <laughs> man. No, oh, because just imagine. He said, man. You on there. Whack right? church. <laughs> and then I, 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 vivid, I vividly see a mama grab her child and like, come on. Yeah. Like, I heard her say that, like, right next to me. And she just grabbed her kid and kept walking. <laughs> And then, but my wife's like, you know, this is a this is a nice humility lesson for y'all. Like this, you know, uh-huh. like uh-huh. no matter who's here, it's who you reach. But but when I saw that in front of my eyes, I'm like, wow, humility for what? Are y'all really gonna start giving up backpacks? <laughs> but that's right the challenging now? thing about artists. Like, yeah, that, that had to be crushed. Like, if something's going wrong right in front of you, <laughs> like you still gotta go all out. Like you know, like everybody's still there. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta hold it together. Everything when they're thinking you want to be like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, homie yeah. from uh, super from Friday. Like, oh, he gonna cry in the car. Going on. <laughs> so her, the other thing that I remember, but the other thing I remember from your your set was, dude, uh, you were letting kids go like, and these are tra- people from traditional Baptist churches and all that that really respected the altar. <laughs> But you was up there and letting kids get up there and play around <laughs> and dance around. Hey. And me and Rick looked at each other like, oh, we can never let this, this hey, brother do this again. This is no. why I heard he, can't we, join This day forward, he is not letting it's kids go up there with him. They seen them dogs on kids in that altar. They said, get out the backpacks. Better get them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, I was up that night, man. Dad and them was down here from Minnesota, and they drove her was trying to, to yep. New York just to see us perform. Ooh. I was like, man, I'm not performing. Church can keep everything they ever had. Don't invite me back to the. Oh, I was so hot. My dad was like, "Come on, Junior, don't be like that, Junior." <laughs> hey, is that why we went to Golden Corral? That's, it was like, was that a cherub? We did. We had to. 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 We needed food. Come. We had to soak our sorrows in in the plate. 
man, oh man, that that was I, I think that was probably one of the the biggest low blows <laughs> of the entire tour. Um, but all in all, they paid us. Um, we went to Golden Corral afterwards and try to, you know. Find our self-esteem again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things I did appreciate about those stops, though, Brian did a good job about this, too, was reminding us about it's not about... Because I, I was fighting. Are you eating, I brother? So, Are you eating right now? Me. Who, Ricardo? Me? That's not me. That's Rick. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> eating some chips. You know, you, you, know, oh, you get them. So. This is Girl Scout cookies. Thin oh, man. yes. Oh yeah, melting my mouth like butter. <laughs> okay, so let's get back. So we ended the tour at our at the Center for Hope. Mhm. Mhm. It was nice, man. It that was the that that arrangements. We had no sound issues. We didn't have, you know. We had a great turnout, even from home, which we were concerned with. <laughs> hey, hold on. Um, that, just, but... that just raises another thing that Stephen flopped at so poorly. Man, Stephen, we love you What'd so you much. Remember, not only was it his job to get the performers that performed, but it was his job to make sure they had projectors and they had microphones and everything. Remember, Stephen was the tour manager. It was his job to make sure that all we had to do was go and show up. We had to bring mm. our own. We had to borrow projectors and everything else. <laughs> Funny. It was my first year, brother. Man, the second year we had to borrow projector for City of Refuge. Yeah. yeah. We? Yes, we did. Because remember, I set it up upstairs on the balcony. You showed oh. up. Yeah. So, this is what I remember about this, the finale. <laughs> it's one of those moments. It was before the tour started that day. <laughs> so, me and Rick in the car. And, um, <laughs> we're, you know, Rick was always late. Always late. Spencer and Tom had all the kids. Yeah, man. Brother, Our understands now. Yeah, now <laughs> this dude showed up fashionably late to his own tour. Oh boy! Like he 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 arriving when when the audience is arriving. Like Rick, how you like? How you? Wait, wait, like, come on in, y'all come with me. Get the and you started. walking around. Come on, y'all, this way, this way. This is the way. Just follow me. <laughs> he was always late. So this particular day. We're headed towards Center for Hope. He forgot. He, I think we did. We get all the way to the church and had to go back. Yeah, I think we had to got, go back. Yeah, yeah. We got to the church and go back. Now, I said no cussing, but I had to say what he said because it was it was just because I remember to this day. <laughs> he turns around and he is he is in this car pissed, like mad. So he goes <laughs> he goes back to the house. And he's like, oh man, man that, that just that just chaps my ass. 
I've never heard that before. Tell me. <laughs> I told you he's 87. <laughs> so the funnier part was I remember remember it hearing I heard it wrong. Oh my gosh, yes. So So what I would say was Man, that just bust my chaps. Bust my damn chaps. <laughs> Your chaps. Yes. <laughs> he just bust my damn chest. That's how I heard it. You know I'm backwards. <laughs> like, the first time he said it, bro, I was like, "What? You know they just bust my damn chest." I said, "What are you talking about, dude? You know, bust your chest." You know, remember you said it. I was like, "Nigga, chaps my." Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> wow. He tried to say it. Just bust my Little chaps. Dude. Let me let me explain something to you. I was so behind. I'd be I'll be singing written songs like to myself or like paint them. We've been in the car listening. And i I would say what I think I hear him say. And he said, No, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> he thought you had it. Yes, he did. You ever seen uh-huh. like sing a song you know is when really somebody finally hear you say like, hey, what are they saying at all? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I was bad for that. You know what Herb, what Rick needed, you know back in the day when they used to have them R&B albums and they used to have the lyrics mm-hmm. in this little front case, pocket you know. on, on the case? <laughs> Herb, Rick needed one of those because I was like, man, I, I think I, I I got this. But anyway, we close out the great, so if I am correct, um, this is when Stilo became Steeho over that between then and the second tour, because we um, the second tour almost the tour, sorry, the second year almost didn't happen. What happened? Uh, all his, well, uh, promiscu- promiscuity. I'll start coming out. Yeah, all of his deep dark secrets started coming out. And so this is where I think we were good for him because I think this is finally like we knew, you know. <laughs> We knew Steven was a little different, but you know, we was good. <laughs> yeah. We were good. You know what I'm saying? Like we was good. Like he's a boy, you know. But I think that was purposeful that all that started coming out before we started the second tour. Cause then we was telling him like what would this be if we go to a show and one <laughs> show up <laughs> and we gotta we he gotta sit down and explain what's going on. Oh my so god. So I think that was so I think that was good that we were there for him at the time to really, because I think at this time like we had to, I think we was coming to grips like this is more than a, just a tour, like we from the first one, because one of the things we didn't say is that from the first or the first finale, is that people's like man like this touched me man like, this was great like I needed this people was crying mm-hmm. and that was crazy and so I think the second tour we was like all right man this is more than a tour and so that's when. Stephen confessed his uh, his ways. I was like, "All right, man, we got to sit down and talk about this." All of his folly. <laughs> right, right, right. Man, it was it was embarrassing, man. Rick, Herbert had to tell me I just didn't have no self control because <laughs> we was just getting ready to get started again. Like we was about to. It was, it was, and then we were sitting contemplating, like, because I think there was somebody. Then approached Herb and was just like, um, Steven said this to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Steven was trying to have this type of conversation with me. And then 
I'll never forget. It was me, you, and uh, it was me, you, and Dave, and we were watching WrestleMania. Oh. And Herb came in. He's like, "Man, I gotta talk to you." I said, "Is it good?" He said, "No, it's not." <laughs> He said, bro, you got to stop, dude. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> said. You just got to stop. You got to stop. Because, yeah, because I think we were just getting ready to start. So I think all that was like, mm-hmm. man, listen, we about to get started. Like, like what? what like, like, we can't go on like that. <laughs> like, not with people knowing. And you like, man, we got to stop. Cause we really had the legit plans <laughs> to get started. Yep. Like we were ready to go for the second year. I think the first year was such and a success. Illinois and people were ready is for a it. small town. Everybody know everybody. Everybody knew us. Whether they saw us on stage or didn't, whether we saw them or didn't, people we people knew of us. Yeah. But my my reputation was swiftly swindling down in the mud by my hand, and. We we decided to go ahead and we do the tour again, and um, one of I think opening night was the where was opening was opening night indicator. City yes right, opening night was at City of Refuge, and that's when I'm I'm gonna drop his name because he's doing dope things now. That's when we had Josiah Mm -hmm. Williams. Who met him first? Brian oh, Coleson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him first when he got to the church, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was Brian's. Uh, that was Brian's party. Brian, that was Brian's boy, and I never forget when I heard him go. I was like, "This dude is that, that boy good." It's <laughs> like that boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but no, but he, but you know, for all those, Josiah Williams is an awesome Christian hip hop artist who loves and God, loves wrestling, who's gift, yeah, and loves wrestling. And guess what? God made it possible for this brother not to to for uh to he he merged his gift with theme music so he would rap theme music yep. for WWE wrestling wrestling flow 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 yeah I'm sorry I'm a fan so um I watched every episode almost so um it opened the door for him to get a job with the the uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment which I think is dope. Not only did he get him a job doing real wrestling entertainment, he got to rap one of the the verses he created for a wrestler, rap them to the ring at one of their major events. And I couldn't be, I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm dope, so bro. proud of that, brother. Josiah, shout out to you, man. Keep doing big things down there, wherever you is. But, you know, we had Josiah. We had another brother. Sure, <laughs> so huh? who was the other brother? Who's the, oh, James. Yeah, Blaze. Yeah, Blaze. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a pastor Blaze. now. Blaze. He's a pastor now. He, he got handed down. The, yeah. Is he really? Uh, his, uh, his pastor handed down the church to him. This year. This year. Really? His first wow. time being a pastor well, in the midst of this pandemic. This is his first year. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right. Why you laughing? That's awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so many thoughts, like the, the timeliness of it. <laughs> Pastor, did you know this? This video hands down to me. Yeah. 
keep paying all these bills. Come on, Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. No, J- Jameson, we are not laughing at you. We, we just laughing with you, No, I talked to him. I'm just laughing at the idea, like like the. Parent. No, I talked to him already <laughs> about this. It's like, like that crazy timing, but he doing good though. He doing good. I'm, that is awesome, man. I got to catch up with him. But anyway, so that was the first tour stuff. And I'll never forget we had to pull Jameson to the side because I, we knew his pain when you, you're up there, you're doing your art, and nobody gave you no love. He stopped the music. Yeah. He, he, stopped the, he stopped the track. He said, you know, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> we going to start he this over again. He was... He, so y'all ain't gonna get up for Jesus. <laughs> and it was that day I knew he was gonna be a pastor. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. One pandemic later, but anyway. That's crazy. But no, um, that's when we Josiah, all that. That was that was a dope night. Uh still honored I got to, you know, serve with you you brothers. We had DJ P dub again. Um we almost didn't have DJ three dub because of me, because I have poor of a vernacular and how to communicate and communication skills. Um, but we we channeled through that. So let, let's talk about the Chicago stop. Yeah, remind me of that. Uh, in so the, the Chicago bridge, stop. Chicago was, stop. I don't know how you can oh, hear about that. Yes, that Pulaski. No, it was uh, shoot Hyde Park. No. Humble Park. Humble Park. Yes. And that Shy town. And I didn't know the area back then. I didn't know that area back then. And I ain't about I, that I life. I remember somebody telling me, it's like, <laughs> I was like, I'll ask him, I was like, hey, man, can I just go to the gas station, go get some? He's like, no, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. That was the pastor. <laughs> oh, man. That was the pastor, bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, where are we? He's like, hey, I can't even go to the gas station. Why y'all even got that, bud? Even my wife, bro. The only people that get that gas station right there are the cops. We got out the truck. And y'all know me. Like, I'm I'm just hood. Like, I've always been hood. When I was preaching, I was a hood pastor. It's just in me. You know, I'm I'm hood for Jesus. So when we pull up, I get out the car, I'm grabbing my stuff. We getting ready to walk in. I ain't locked the door or nothing because I don't I don't think like people who are not from that part of town. I think like people who Just, are from that part of town because that's kind of like the type of town I grew up in. And she's yeah. like, uh-huh, you better lock them doors. Anyway, I ain't worried about these She's like, well, they might be worried about you. <laughs> Ain't worried about it. That sound like Joyce too. Didn't lock his car door. Man, I just like I don't. I, I mean, I spent so much time in that type of area uh, in Springfield, man. Around some of those. Man, man, of like there, when we pulled in there, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, even the people that was from Chicago, pulled in and was like, "Hurry up, get in the church now." <laughs> But so then I was walking around that because I think I was trying to figure out. No, this probably is something else. I think you know I was trying to figure out how to get in, and I was just walking around the building like, and I didn't unbeknownst to me, oh, I'm in a hot spot. Yeah, buddy. And so, man, I'm so glad. <laughs> the block was hot. 
literally. <laughs> so, so I'm, what I remember from that night was the sound was horrible. It was a big oh, church. Echo. It was a big mm-hmm. church. Yes. Um. Uh, uh, another highlight of that night was one of the opening artists cussed <laughs> in their sanctuary. <laughs> Ain't nothing, hey, can't do that without being a humble part, man. <laughs> you gotta remind y'all, y'all <laughs> no, so I remember it was, I think it was me and Rick, we was in the balcony listening, you know, whatever. And he said, you think I'm a dad of this? He said, hell no! <laughs> Next thing you know, I see this woman with her son, and she and Rick said she looked at her like, "What?" And Rick looked back like, yeah, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. Back, she looked like I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no, no, I'm not even from here. This ain't my church. We found this church on MySpace." <laughs> I don't know where he comes from. I don't know. I don't know. MySpace. <laughs> But the, the pastor ended up being real cool. Um, he was. Uh, he real was cool a white boy. boy. He was a nigga. <laughs> John, John LaCour. He was probably Hispanic. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do believe he was Hispanic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, one of the, I think that was probably the most significant moments of our tour. Because that was the same night, um, the pastor had, um, hit, you know, some of the black men, black teenagers from the hood, um, area, come inside of the church, and we did an altar call with them. <clears throat> and I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget when we were doing it. I asked one of the boys, uh, "What do you want me to pray for you for?" And he said, man, just mm. to see 18 because they just, they killing out here. My friends are dying out here. And I was just like, yeah, I remember that. Wow. But, yeah, coming, coming from Bloomington Normal, I don't know nothing about that life. So I think, and we, you know, we prayed for them. You know, you know, the, our momentum was building up again. And, um, but man, hey, I was still out here. When we went to Chicago, isn't that when we came up with the other song? The other song we did together? Fire. Fire. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we yes. uh, debuted. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Rick, do you still got them tracks? What did you say to me? You have them. You still got them tracks. What did you say to me? I still got them tracks. I need, I need, I want fire and I want. Transformation season. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, Rick about to charge. Yes, you. I want them. Yeah, buddy. Nothing's free around here. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was a big moment. But anyway, like that. so yeah, we did it. We... Really big moment. Yeah, like you said, that was really impactful. Yeah, I think that's what it, it gave us like a real inclination of like what our tour was really all about when we could talk because we based our tour mm-hmm. off of Romans twelve too. They'll come out from out from among this world and be he's uh, no, that is not yeah. the right <laughs> be not conformed to this world, but be he transformed by the renewing of your life. I was I was called second Corinthians 617. Can y'all hear this? That's that's, 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 that's 
Thin lipping heavy on ego. Christ came in and he changed me. I'm what was happening? Wow! Right <laughs> so you just decided to play one of your tracks? No, don't say that. Don't say that. So, like for those, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what's happening right now. Don't nobody go Shameless nowhere plug. just yet. Yeah. You know what? I actually forgot about that verse. I didn't, man. That's still one of my favorite unmixed songs. Man. I never finished. I, I need to get that. That Rick Rick, is that one uh no, I don't have uh, I master mixing master. I didn't do nothing to it because you never came and finished your verse. <gasps> so wait, so so Steve, you have to do oh the, yeah. So that's what I this we was about to do year three, and I said, you know what, I need to do something yeah. different. I'm gonna rap. You need to finish it, man. You need to get the studio. But um, what was that? So after Chicago, where do we go after that? Because I think we because three double still. Uh, Chicago. What do we got? We went to Chicago. We were supposed to be going some places with, with Javon in oh, Atlanta, yeah. but that fell through because we were supposed to go to Atlanta. Church we leadership. Were supposed to go to one of your sister churches and somewhere down Jackson. south. We were supposed to go a couple Jackson, different places. Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. And, yep. and they and we just stopped falling through. We had everything booked. We had all of our dates ready. I had uh we remember we were supposed to go to Minnesota. My dad had set us up a date up there, and then at the last minute, everybody just was kind of like, "No, nah, we don't need y'all." <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, it was it was like uh, here we go again. <laughs> but yeah, so we ended at um we had uh mm-hmm. Kendall Miles for the closer. We had her. We had um, yeah. Well, they, was, they were the band for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were the band, and uh, we got Kendall. We got another brother. I can't remember his name out of Chicago. We got uh, yeah. Corey Curry. Who else did we get out of Chicago? Um, I forgot what I his track is. Got out of Chicago. Yeah, uh, his name is Gregory Elijah. Oh yes. Oh, uh, I can't go How to it because I if I do, about him, Gregory Elijah. Gregory Who? Elijah. Church in the wild. <laughs> Why did you? What What did you I remember mean, he about was him? Really active man on social media. So after the tour and everything, we became friends on social media. And every time I turn around, he had a little snippet of a video or a new song or or uh, some type of apparel. Like he was really active on social media. So his name stuck with me for a while. Yeah, he still is active. But yeah, he was dope, man. I, I remember that. Yep. Gregory Elijah. And then we had Corey Curry bury me with mm-hmm. no tombstone. Gonna bury me with no tombstone. That was my track. That was my ish. But but no, so um Yeah, man, that transformation tour was like you know it, there was one but hey Rick, hey her, remember when we went to that, that stop in Springfield, and it, we, it was the uh, Jesus is my Jesus is my Superman Church of yeah, God in Christ. Wearing this shirt. <laughs> I was like, this ain't fair. <laughs> Even the dog had his shirt on. Oh, my God. oh. we was like, what is hey, this dude doing? Exactly. Uh, you no. said this ain't fair. 
<laughs> Everybody had a shirt on. It was not like this. This was a. I don't know I what that like was. David I was just Ruffin, like, I am David Ruffin, and these are the Temptations. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Hey, we felt the same way. You <laughs> like, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we went to Springfield and we closed it out in at City. I keep trying to say City of Fellowship. Christ Fellowship. <laughs> um, we closed out with Christ Fellowship, man, and I really wish we could have done like one Life more happened, year. Man. So, um, but Life happened, man. What'd you say? It does, man, but th- to be honest with you, look, the Transformation Tour was one of the one of the greatest highlights of not just my artistry career, but um, just for yeah. me as a person, just I feel like I feel like I had purpose. I felt like I was really doing something uh, that was beneficial. You know what I'm saying? I was being a positive influence. Um, and above all, I'm I'm just so grateful that the people that I got to do to were my best friends, and they and there were just people that were just best friends who just did a tour with me. I actually was a fan of you all's music yeah, or you guys as artists. Yeah, right? absolutely, man. I mean, and then I, I think it's really important yeah. also to mention that none of us were really close before this tour. Like, you would go to Herbert's house, you would come to my house, but we weren't best friends, none of us, before the tour started. But after the tour started, we became brothers. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that was year one. Yeah, year one. And then but it was it was just such an honor to do that with you guys. Um it is it, it, it'll go down in one one of the most singletary Im, impactful, powerful uh moments of my life. So but yeah, so that's 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 the story of how the the transformation tour got up and started with uh her <laughs> just showing up. Uh Herb, he would just show up with his backpack, <laughs> like he. Like he was that. Doing that's what it looked like. That, that's that silver CD in that clear plastic sleeve. I'll never mm-hmm. forget. Would have been no like, album cover. Like he was some kind of shit. Like man, look, man. That's all I had. Yeah, like that. That's 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 called that Cali life. Yeah, that, that, that was year one, year in two. The streets, pair, but no, but. So, uh, one one question I ask you, brothers, before we we uh, we, we uh, close out today, um, what was how significant was the transformation tour? How much of a significance did it play in your life? Uh, I, think tell you, I think it was huge for me because you know I just left Oakland and I was heavy, you know, out there doing the music. So when I moved here. I really didn't know. <laughs> it sounds just, just heavy. heavy. <laughs> 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 but no, I had no idea like where the music and stuff was gonna keep coming from because, you know, I was looking around like, man, this is a little country town. It's blooming tonight. I had no idea. So when you introduce the idea, like I, like I wasn't thinking about playing it, but I was like, you know what, this is actually gonna be pretty good, and. um and so for me to continue to do what I was doing with people that I know and uh, was, I think it was pretty significant, man. Like kind of 
finding my roots again or finding home. Indeed. <clears throat> For me, man, I think it was a, it was a, it was a major tur- turning point for me, man, in my music, because, I mean, y'all, y'all pretty much know my my history as far as the, some of the things that I've done or the type of lifestyle that I live before giving my life to Jesus. So I did this type of music. Well, I did hip hop. I did R and B, but I never did it for Jesus. I mean, I did once before when I was a teenager because I was asked to. But when I got into the church and I started doing the praise and worship and choir music and started preaching and stuff, I really didn't feel like or I was unsure that there was going to be room for me to do the type of music that I wanted to do. So therefore, I would only write the type of music people expected me to write. But um, doing the tour showed me that people were pretty susceptible. I can't think of the word. Susceptive? Is that the word I'm looking for? Receptive? Receptive works. We'll go with that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, that public school education man, was really hurting that head like, of yours. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> uh, after we started the tour, um, it just kind of opened my eyes to the fact that people were pretty receptive to whatever I had to say, as long as it sounded good and it was about Jesus. So it kind of it was a turning point for me. It 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 kind of it kind of. Uh, Help me to understand that I could do whatever type of music I wanted to do as long as it was for Jesus. You know, other people mm-hmm. feel other ways, other ways about it. But, I mean, here we are now. Uh, if God says the same, either the plan is to drop a new album on November 15th. I ain't dropped oh, an man. album since 2014. It's been six years. Stop, never stop making music, never stop doing features, never stop writing. But I've never dropped an album, but it just seems like people are hungry for what I have. And I just didn't think that was going to ever happen again. I just, I love music, so I make it. I don't make it to become famous anymore. I don't make it for notoriety. I make it because I can't stop making it. And they're asking for an album. So here we are six years later because of the Transformation Tour when I dropped that Under Construction album. With mm-hmm. Jesus as my Superman on there. Six years later, I'm about to drop another one. So, I mean, it was pivotal for me, man. Absolutely. Excuse and disregard. If I make you uh-huh. uneasy, you come off hard. My only intentions are to let you know it's over. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> I love Ricardo's music. I would fight you over Ricardo's music. Like, I would, I would, he got some new heat. He got, a, he got an in-home <laughs> producer now, so better watch yes, out. Sir. Right, but I, I think the significance of it for me, like like you guys said, it, it solidified solidified our brotherhood. Like we was gonna be in each other's lives. I felt like forever for like you know moving, you know, you know, God's help. But um, it was significant for me because you know. Um, one, it, it allowed people to uh, be exposed to my creativity outside of just doing poetry. Like, you know, um, they could see me rap, do poetry behind beats. Uh, they could see me somewhat rap on the intros. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was a different element for me. Um, I, I guess one of my, I don't want to say, I'll just say it's a regret was that <clears throat> I didn't have greater self control because I've definitely felt like we could have pushed one right more. Yeah, bro. It wasn't <laughs> like, necessarily you. And the finale took a tour. different turn. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
I'm, I'm having kids now, man. And not only yeah, that, started he making babies. More on his uh, ministry. He was like, I want to focus on my ministry. I want to focus on wherever it is God is legal. He said, let me focus on my ministry before people attach me to this no. nigga, this brother Steve. Nah. Nah, it was a no, no, in the it streets. Was, like, I think like, it was at that time. It was like I got two kids. They wanted me to be a part of the youth ministry now. I'm doing that. And it was like, I think, I mean, just not, I think every, well, for you, because I think then, uh, Steve, you came out like you was, I don't know if you're saying you was moving or something you said. I don't think it was moving. No, it was, it was his, uh, it was a his, his promiscuity. Oh, yeah, it came up again. So I think all yeah. at the same time, everything came up and then the third didn't happen. The third didn't happen. But then I think later on, after that, Steve is in, where'd you move to first? I mean, no, no, we don't. no, no. You want to do this now? <laughs> I, I moved, okay, look, so for all, for, let's set, set the record straight. I moved from Bloomington to Oregon, from Oregon to North Dakota, from North Dakota to Minnesota for a month, from Minnesota to Arizona, now in the California area. Yeah, now he's married. With my wife. Mm-hmm. There, you, there you have it. I completed the circle of marriage in our circle <laughs> and a couple of other circles. But the transmission form was done, though, man. <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was good I was for saying, everybody. But, yeah, that was, that, for me, that was one of the best, that was one of the top, one of the best things that ever happened. And I, I'm honored that I was able to share that space and that time with you, brothers. Um, sad that it was short lived, but, you know, it was amazing. So that's been another episode. Uh, Steven Story, Herbert, or Rick, do you guys, first of all, thank you for joining me. Um, I know y'all got like 15 two hour difference for y'all. We, so it's difficult for y'all. <laughs> Rick loves it. two hour difference. Yeah, yeah so, uh, all right. My kids early because I'm so, uh, doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, do you guys have anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Uh, anybody <laughs> that's listening to this podcast, I'm gonna go in on old preacher mode. Somebody tune me up. There you go. <laughs> I thought he was gonna drop his album no, no, again, no. but all right. I ain't gonna do another shameless plug. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do like I always do, man. Remember how we used to end the transformation mm-hmm. tour offering somebody Jesus at the end? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it the same way. Listen, man, Jesus' arms are stretched out no matter what you're going through, no matter what you heard, and no matter what you know. It's never too late to give your life to God. So before you die, make sure that you get right or you don't get left. Where's McConnell? <laughs> what about you, Herb? Th- thank you. you know, the, 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 we'll Somebody have the junior choir. <laughs> Yo, just thank what about you, Herb? Uh, have me on here. I think it was a great reminiscing about what we do. And what we did and why we did it. It's uh, Rick so eloquently put it just now. Uh, that's why we did it. That's, that's what we were there for. Yep. All right. Transformation and changing lives for Jesus. Well, God bless you, brothers. God bless all those that are listening. Thank you so much if you t- continue to uh, tune in. Love y'all, brothers. And Peace. we will see y'all later. Peace. <laughs>